It's Holidays with the Hazelnuts. We have a recipe from one of our listeners. We have fun. If you go look up fruitcakes, you'll find the big R on Twitter. <laughs> we have a sound bite, bite, bite. All this and more as Holiday with the Hazelnuts continues. Hello, 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 everyone. Hey, how is it going, everybody? Hey. Boy, we are sure full of it today, of information. <laughs> Speak I mean, for yourself. <laughs> of information. <laughs> oh, I, I've been tweeting with one of the guests that was on our show last week. And, yeah. And she told me that, uh, well, I had made a mistake in one of my tweets, a little uh, typo. And I was talking Ooh. about a bagel, and we're talking about a bagel slicer, uh, with uh, talking with um, both Sarah and Melissa. And uh, I said that here's the way you slice a beagle. <laughs> oh no! And she said she said something like, uh, "If you continue to slice beagles, I'm going to make sure you wind up in a nut bag." <laughs> so it just continues oh, on. Oh, you know. that is so funny! Really I love is. it. Oh gosh! Well, it was it was so great to have Melissa last week um, as a guest. It and really I know was. we have voicemail from her this week. Mm-hmm, we Actually, do. Actually, we have it in the opposite order, but it's but for listeners, that's the way it's happening, and it's mm-hmm. great. Hi, this is Melissa Rowe, aka Morning Song. I'm on Twitter. I've been following, checking out what I can of your guys' show. I wanted to come in and share a recipe. I've got a cold, so please bear with me. Hmm, I wonder if they would like to know about my delicious French toast. It's basically three ingredients you need three eggs, a half a cup of coffee creamer, which is a French vanilla coffee mate, and you need about a quarter teaspoon or even a half a teaspoon if you're really into the cinnamon. You can add as much cinnamon as you want. You crack the eggs into a bowl, then add the creamer and you beat it just like you would beat egg batter for making French toast. And the reason why this is so simple is because it takes out having to add the milk and the sugar and the vanilla extract. Basically, you you cook your French toast the way you normally would. You know, you dip your bread into a batter, you put it on the pan. My favorite to make them with is Texas toast. You know how everybody just can't have just one. Uh, because if you if you put syrup on it and everything, it's delicious. Let me know how those French toasts turn out for you folks, and maybe you can send me a slice on your next show. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye-bye. What is cooking? We are happy to hear from you, and we have a new phone number, 206-736-9301. Email hazelnuts at acbradio.org and find us on Twitter at acbhazelnuts. Thanks, everybody, who has been tweeting with me and wanting the information about this show. And it's exciting to tell everybody about the. <laughs> I hear your dogs yeah. and my cat. <laughs> They're excited. My cat wanting to come in and your dogs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And anyway, they are excited about. I was talking with. Um, I don't mind name dropping at all. Anyway, um, I was tweeting with Byron Lee, who is a really oh. good friend of mine. I just think the world of Byron. Yep. Byron has been on my podcast, and I was telling him about. The podcasts that I was involved in, which is, you know, this one and Main Menu and then uh-huh. Accessible Devices. Now, Accessible Devices, yeah. i got to say, is taking a little hiatus. Since yes. <laughs> Same with my two, Heart Connections and From Within to Between. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, you, you, there's just so much you can do, but I'm gra- glad, glad rather, 
uh, I'm glad too <laughs> that <laughs> all the people that are following me are following me over on these other podcasts because um, everything's just kind of changing yeah, and growing. It's great. And, yeah, so I appreciate that, everybody. And those little beeps you hear, those are my cat. If you heard him, he came into the room. Uh, but yeah, I love that all of this is um, kind of mushrooming or snowballing or whatever you want to say. I mean, it's great that people are liking what we're doing. And Oh, it's exciting. Um, it's just It's exciting. very exciting. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so proud of you and Jason with Main Menu. I, I just... I'm just stoked, absolutely. Thanks. I mean, oh, it's just yeah. so exciting. Yeah, we're having a good time with it. Uh, we are uh, constantly communicating to uh, bring you the latest in. Oh, I, I was almost thinking this was main menu. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> the latest in technology. I was oh, going to say, gosh. but anyway, this is what I've been working on. So, um, be glad uh, if you guys <laughs> want to follow us over to the tech show main menu. We'd be glad to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely, yeah. Plugs. But we're here today to talk about hollow. Uh, uh, that is Halloween holiday no. holiday cooking. Holiday. <laughs> holiday More holiday cooking. cooking. And we are yeah. getting tweets about you know. Let us hear this. Let us. Uh, we want to know about this, and and uh, that's great. Keep those voicemails coming, and keep those uh, suggestions coming via Twitter. There is one thing that I have to parenthetically say. Can okay. you hear this? Can you hear this? I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I hear it. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> I always think a cat purr is like a spinning top. You know, you get it spinning and, and you know, you pet him and the louder he purrs. It's like a spinning top. You know those spinning well, tops? How you well, spin them and they would make, make music? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you want to get that sound out of me, just pass a plate of barbecued ribs in front of my nose <laughs> i was i walked into a toy store one time back in the 80s when my son was really small i was like 87 i think and i wanted to buy a top oh yeah i haven't seen them in so long the guy looked at me like i was from another planet i wonder i'm gonna go looking on amazon and see if they still have them yeah and maybe they don't have them anymore yeah, wouldn't it wow. be weird if we had to explain what a top was to the audience? It was funny because I can remember as a kid, I would I would spin it and I would hear this hum and I go, what's that? But oh, yeah. it was the top, mm -hmm. you know, it just was geared to do that when yeah. it would spin. I used to try to like to blow mine over. <laughs> <you know. laughs> well, and it was weird because some had um, like a suction cup bottom mm -hmm. and some didn't have any and some had stands that they sat and on some and some didn't some just had a, like a little point um a little point mm -hmm. and they would fall over more easily but yeah. you could still get them going and some some were string tops that you pulled with a string did you ever I see those I, ever, I don't think i saw those they had a little tiny pinpoint nylon point <clears throat> on the top i mean mm. on, on the top of the top yeah <laughs> and it had uh wrinkles like uh, that you'd wind a string around little niches mm. and then you'd th you'd you'd hold one end of the string and you'd th literally throw it and at the same time you'd wow throw it, you'd pull back on the string it would come up onto its point and spin because it was top heavy <laughs> so to speak oh that's funny and it would turn upside down and spin and those little uh Almost made a little slip there. Those little guys <laughs> really went. 
Did you ever, you know, that's funny because I was also thinking, did you ever have these, it was something about a plastic pan and, um, and then it had this other plastic piece that was made to, uh, look a little bit like a pizza. And the idea was to flip it and have it flip in the pan. And there were a couple of them in a box. You would get like two pans and two of these pizzas and you had to, you oh, could, no. you know, flip them. <laughs> no, I, I didn't have those. I, I had a toy toaster once and I put these oh. toy slices of bread in there and <laughs> and they didn't do anything. You pushed the handle, it went down and nothing happened. So I thought, well, oh. I'll just put them in the adult toaster. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And like every other thing I told you about, they ended in catastrophe. Mm-hmm. I put a comb in the toaster once. Oh, man. I had a little cupboard, and it had doors and drawers and all that, and, um, you know, uh, the iron that heated up and the, oh. and the stove oven thing. Yeah, they up. didn't have cool stuff like that. when I, I mean, they did, but I... I wasn't allowed to have it because it was considered weird to. <laughs> it was girly it. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'd secretly, you know, get my grandparents to buy them, and then I'd, you know, go in the closet and play with them. I was a <laughs> closet food, uh, kid foodie person. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. <laughs> yeah, true story. Yeah. So here we are at another holiday show and i know i brought a couple of recipes today Mm -hmm. and i know you have too because you talked about some you wanted to talk about in this show and you also wanted to talk about knives right with with guides knives with guides yeah yeah i guess we can start off with that first since you know i might forget about in the next show (laughs) um basically they're just a a knife with a guide and how they work is they have a, a little screw on the side, and they have a guide that looks kind of like a long, flat uh, finger, if you will. And the screw, the little bolt things, goes into the hole of the knife and goes into the side of this fingery-like uh, guide. And then it just moves from right to left. Well, and- there's a screw yeah. that you... That you use to make different thickness or thinness mm-hmm. of what it is you want to slice. Mm-hmm. For some, did you have you? Do you still use one? <laughs> I've lost the guides off of both. Me of mine. too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, and I, but I like the knife. Oh, I know. I and seriously, it works <clears throat> really good. Like if you're a meatloaf, if you like meatloafs or. Um, you know, I mean, for for people that are um, not meat eaters, they, you know, certainly you can find uses for them, like cake or... Bread. Bread. And so pound cake. Certainly. And, yeah. Um, and, and they're really good. Uh, so that's all there is really to uh, those knives. Um, I also have a... I love this thing. It's, it looks like a... There's a handle and then there's prongs on the bottom. And there's maybe four or five prongs that stick straight out of the bottom. And then you stick them into into the tomato, mm. and then you slice in between these uh, prongs, and it gives you a perfectly slice t- of tomato. Oh, I used to have something that had little round circles, and you would, yeah, it maybe it was like prongs, and you would go between mm-hmm. the prongs. Yep. Yeah. Okay. For and, onions. Um. 
uh, I'm not sure if it would. I suppose it would work for an onion. Yeah. I thought I used it with onions, it, kind of. It reminded me of the kind of thing that you sometimes people sometimes put in their hair to lift their hair up and pick pick it out, like for, um, you know, it it it's. It's like a handle with all these little mm-hmm. long pieces of metal, and you uh, and you s- stick it in your hair, and you lift your hair up with it, mm-hmm. like a pick. Yep. They um, call them hair picks, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what this thing reminds me of. Yeah, except maybe on more of a grandiose scale, I suppose, because I, I don't think the hair pick is that big is it i never thought this other thing was very big either at least the one i saw mm-hmm. hmm. you know this tomato slicer is it's got some pretty good points on the bottom of it so i still have it i've had it for like uh hmm. 15 years maybe and it works great for tomatoes and you know here i went looking <clears throat> i went looking for mandolins and I even um, spoke. Well, I even spoke with Dale Campbell about his, and oh, it's you? his is plastic, mm-hmm. and um, he said it was really for small jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know, you could you could use it for onion or zucchini or something, but um, he didn't. You know, he he didn't recommend it for you know big kinds of jobs or you know large amounts of Mm -hmm. food and he said that he didn't think it was something where you would easily cut yourself i said i was looking for an electric one and he said what about a deli slicer oh i've have got i've got one of those yeah and i didn't know because i've never seen them but i guess what i was wondering is i went looking on um, I went looking it up because Amazon said they were out of their electric one. Mm-hmm. And so then I Googled it, and there was some website that reviewed them. And I think, if I read it right, I think that they were saying that the best one they found, and I don't remember the brand name, but I think it was like $123 oh, or man. something. I think. Wow. And so I'm wondering what I should think to pay for an electric one. If I remember right, mine was like $40, $50, something okay. like that. Okay. Well, there were several choices. Mm-hmm. There were several. This was just one um, that, you know, they thought was really like the best of the best. And I'd have to go back and really look at it. And the website was a little odd at the time. So mm-hmm. I have to go back and look. But... I was just wondering. Well, you know? I can just about guarantee you if you got one and, and really could get a hold of a nice one, you'd really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I sure did. Uh, as a matter of fact, I made some kind of a, and I know you're not a big fan of scalloped potatoes, but um, we uh, have, uh, these weren't really, they were more of like a kind of a cheesy potato that we used with slow cooker pork chops and we put mm-hmm. potatoes in the oven oh yeah and oh man they were so good because they were so thin oh yeah well you could even do that use them that that way for roasted potatoes oh yeah but they're so thin you could hear how do you like this analogy they were so thin you could read braille through them (laughs) (laughs) i love it they were very thin (laughs) you don't have to be so careful about them when you're using a mandolin all those those that people say that you don't have to be real mindful of mandolins but i'm telling you what man i've cut myself more than 
well, I've a heard, mandolin. I've heard there are gloves that you can use when you're cutting. Have you ever tried those? Well, I've tried, but they hinder my... Ability to feel? Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Which is what gloves do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I felt that way about gloves in massage. I was like, yeah, but I can't feel the same way. Yeah. Here, give me that so, neck. <laughs> yeah. Let me get a good grip on it. <laughs> and this is the kind of humor they expect out of this show. I was looking. I don't know why. I was doing a search. Yeah. And I found our, a comment to our show once, uh, something about... Um, Always expect humor in these shows, and uh, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that is good. I mean, you know, if you're know. in the kitchen, yeah. to me, you know, being in the kitchen, I, I think kitchens are fun, and people, you know, having fun, laughing and cooking and mm -hmm. enjoying food, you know. To me, that's just, that is all fun. I love, <laughs> oh, I just love kitchens. Have you ever gotten to explore restaurant kitchens? You know what? Um, I have seen two or three. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, there was this really big facility at the place that I <coughs> formerly worked for. Uh, they had a pancake day, and uh, oh. the director of the center that I was working at said, "Come on, I'll I'll uh, I want to show you the." She knew I was interested in cooking. Mm -hmm. And she um, said, come on, I'll take you in the back there and show you how they make the pancakes and sausages. I said, uh, they, mm. <laughs> I said, they probably won't let me in there with you. And she goes, it's like she just said, oh. <laughs> 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 and she had, you know, a lot of um, pull, you know. So, yeah. so well, uh, he's not allowed back here. And and <laughs> like she, she just ignored, totally ignored yeah. him. Good. And uh, – because they didn't want any, like, I don't know, civilians back there, whatever you want to call yeah. them. But uh, they had this huge, like, trough-like thing that they pour the batter in, and then you'd take, oh. take the handle, and you would, you know, big lever, and you'd uh, oh. flick it from one side, and then you'd flick it to the other side, and that would drop the batter on this moving conveyor. Oh, And I got, the, I got to actually get the, you know, the rhythm of it, and I was making pancakes, Oh, I, I thought, man, I wish fun. I had one of these at home. <laughs> what fun, what fun. I always wonder, I mean, I would imagine there are lots and lots of counters. And oh, and huge mixers, my God. Oh, you should have seen goodness. the mixers. Have you ever seen a like a industrial-type mixer? Um, Maybe not. Well, it goes maybe, so... Maybe not. It moves at such terrific speeds that it will... Literally, it you have to wear some you know, heavy-duty clothes because it'll fling batter all over you. Do you think that most kitchens have several workstations in them of several different areas where you can cook and, and sinks and all that? Or do you think that they're divided where, you know, all the cooking is in one area and all the counters are in another? And Yeah, I've I seen – mostly I've seen like uh, – you know, big long grills or sinks over on one side. Mm. That's what I, what I know. Fun. I've been uh. at Italian restaurant kitchens. Uh, one of them, uh, the re the one that I remember was owned by a blind operator who. Uh, oh, cool! Who, who did uh, the business end mostly of it, but he got in there and cooked. And as far as I know, there's big. Uh, I even hate to admit this, but there's big scare health scares uh, that are brought into play with blind people in restaurants and stuff now. Oh, you know, 
That's, that's sad. It really is, yeah. That's um, sad. Because one thing that I've always wanted to do is have <laughs> a little uh, place that would serve stuff. That I know delivery places would be really big in this area mm. Uh, mm. for Mexican and for oh. uh, fish and chips. See, right now, Yum. Um, I live by Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think I should be in Lake Superior, but that's another story. <laughs> but the you'd think that maybe because be a... they think you're so superior. <laughs> <laughs> that's a kind of a fishy way of looking at it. But the 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 you'd figure this would be a real fish delivery town, right? Ah, oh, okay. But no, yeah. So you know, if I had the money, I would open up a um, like a Long John Silver's or a Mexican delivery place, and boy, it would go too. Why do you think that that people think that with blind people it's a real health risk for cooking? Do you think, I mean, it, it's not just about burning or heat. Do you think they think that we we just wouldn't we don't know what we're doing? I think so. Wow, that's my that's my general opinion. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure they have other reasons, but or that they think it would be necessary that we aren't <laughs> allowed in yeah operating restaurants, but. Uh, but the the thing is, and I don't want to make a big deal out of this, but I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's the whole business enterprise <clears throat> program, and if that isn't working in a kitchen, I don't know what is. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, tons and there of blind are very successful are, oh, yeah. people doing that. There was um, a restaurant, actually, it still is, and it's. I don't think there are as many of them, but Buca di Beppo. <laughs> which means Joe's Basement in Italian. Oh, okay. And they have all these rooms where you can go and sit and eat and you can reserve certain rooms if you want. Well, I used to love to go and um, eat in the kitchen. They would let they had certain tables set up in the kitchen. Now, I didn't get to go and really explore it, but uh, they said it was Southern Italian and it was family style. And so all the portions were huge, and the idea was that you would share the food with others at your table. And so, I mean, their pizzas were two feet wide, and their meatballs are a pound. (laughs) uh, But, oh, my God, their food and their garlic bread have huge hunks of garlic in their garlic bread. And... uh, you know, but but they would come and and just interact. You know, mm-hmm. so if you were in the kitchen or any room you were in, I mean, the the servers were always just very interactive, and, and the place is just so fun. It's just really really fun if you can ever get to one. And that's in your your area. It's not in this area, mm. but I've there are. I mean, I know they have them in various places in Florida and in mm-hmm. I believe they have them in Atlanta and you know Buca. I think it's B U C C A space d-i space b-e-p-p-o i'm pretty sure oh, although like you can write it all together bucadibepo.com sounds like a place that i would love to be at oh it is um, it's fun 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 yeah and speaking of garlic bread this is not holiday but i guess it sure darn well could be i was eating some marie calendar's lasagna mm, and, i never had hers mm. oh, um well, first of all, I'm, I know it's it's really okay because it's our show to talk about brands and the things that we like. Um, That's right. I think Marie Calendars has some of the best frozen stuff out there. 
She does have good date. stuff. Oh my! Yeah, she does. God. Oh man, some of her fruit pies. Oh, and, I know. Oh, and cobblers. Oh, yep. Um, <laughs> but their Italian stuff is amazing, and so are their pot pies. They're jerky and chicken and Yankee pot mm. roast pot pies. Oh yeah. Um, mm. uh, they are just unbelievable. Un- Unbelievable. So I had um, some Cole's garlic bread to go along with it. And what I like to do is split them in half the, the long way so they're, you know, uh, each a big slab mm-hmm. of garlic bread. And then I like to put yeah. a mixture of mozzarella um, oh. and uh, r- real, honest to goodness, ground Parmesan on it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, a little cheddar. So I have three different layers of cheese in there. And the bread that comes out of there weighs about uh, (laughs) a pound. (laughs) You know people are drooling now and they're wanting that bread. So if you do that, guys, put it at about 400 for 10 minutes uh, with the cheese all layered. And it's not hard to layer cheese, guys. Just use your fingers. No, it's not. Yeah, just use your fingers. I like to smother my bread with butter and either either garlic powder or crushed garlic or minced garlic Mm -hmm. and i usually bake it at 350 for about 10 to 15 Mm -hmm. minutes Mm -hmm. and sometimes i'll add cheese sometimes i just want to taste i I want a little bread with my garlic (laughs) (laughs) well i have this device (laughs) called a garlic roaster Oh, I bet I know what that is. Well, do you? <laughs> yeah. Is it a little? Is it a little glass or pottery container no. that you put? No? no. Okay. No, mine is electric, and uh, it, oh, you plug it in, and it it's kind of round, and you can fit three or four bulbs in there. Uh huh. And you plug it in, and it's like I don't know where they came up with this. It's like you will have your garlic, and I want to say I don't know, twenty two minutes or like it's like hmm. oh, an odd amount of minutes it's a yeah. weird and anyway it stops and you pull this stuff out of there and then you uh use your garlic crusher and this oil comes out of your roasted garlic and uh if oh. that doesn't make good garlic bread i don't know what oh does. i love that tell us about the one you were talking about well, it that roasted garlic to me tastes like garlic smells. Mm-hmm. It is not bitter. Oh no. It's no. sweet. And um so this is like this is a little container, a little glass container, and you uh put a tiny bit of olive oil in it, um, and you put your garlic bulb in it mm-hmm. and you stick it in the oven and mm-hmm. and I don't know. Um, I've seen various lengths of time um, and temperatures. Um, I've seen it take about an hour. I've seen it take less. Mm -hmm. But what I do, uh, which is kind of fun, I buy the already peeled garlic cloves Mm -hmm. and I stick them into a small ramekin or a small little something that can go in the oven and I put some olive oil just enough to coat them. And um, I might, I guess I've covered it either with with uh, foil or with, with the bowl's own top, if it is one, depending on what I'm using. And I do it at about 350. 
And I just leave it until every now and then I'll come back and, oh, half an hour or more, and I'll check it with a fork. And if it's soft, then I know it's done. If it's not, I, I stir it around a little and go back, you know, shut the oven door and leave it for a longer amount of time. I'm doing it in a toaster oven usually. Mm-hmm. Some people do it in a microwave. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, man, I just put that on crackers or on salad or in soup. Well, there aren't any vampires on you, are there? <laughs> no, there are not. Oh, my gosh. I just adore it. I don't think garlic likes me as much as I like it. And it used to um, not give me any problem. But now I just I don't think I can eat it as you know voraciously as I used to. Mm-hmm. But, oh, it's so good. Oh, and it's really good for you. It's good for blood pressure, good good mm-hmm. for uh, blood uh, issues, I'm told, and not that we're doctors or anything. but And you can take it in capsules. Mm-hmm. You don't have to always eat it, but, I mean, gosh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. so good. So good, so good. So just Google up garlic roasting or garlic roasters and you'll find something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, or make your own. Yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. And there's yeah. all sorts of garlic peelers and choppers. I even have a little uh, rubber mat that you take your garlic cloves and you roll it back and forth on this rubber mat. It just strips the peel right off. Oh, how cool. Yeah. Wow. And it's called hmm. a garlic peeler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It really works well. So, well, we kind of strayed. Uh, <laughs> we did stray from holidays, <laughs> but I really would like to talk about Christmas pudding, and yeah, I know yeah. you wanted to talk yeah. about a some other barbecue something. Well, actually, it was. Uh, did I? <laughs> it's yes, a good, it's a I good thing we're doing this show because I forgot. <laughs> um, I thought corn pudding is what oh, I'm going to talk. And about. your sausage. Oh right, something with apples. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, do you, you want to? Uh, you want me to go now? And if you mm-hmm. want, you do one, and I also have a maple fudge recipe. Oh please. So uh, I mean, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the more we do, the more we could even use it for next week if we want, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the favorite things, uh, I, I want you guys to picture this. With holiday cooking, there's tradition that goes along with this. Now, one of the, my most fondest memories is back in the early 80s when Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, and I had a like a C1 uh, cassette player I was reading it and I was scared to death and I was out there cooking and I found a, a really interesting recipe dealing with sausage that was I thought was pretty interesting and then the one there's a, one more that I'll tell you guys about but this one is the simplest one I have while I was reading the book set your oven at 350 and then you can buy these strips well they're actually like long hmm they're wrapped in paper and they're long uh, rectangles uh, and they're probably maybe about eight inches long and all, all all they are is pastry crusts pie pastry oh. crusts do you ever see oh, them oh no oh yeah yep you buy them in a box and they uh they are usually stored i want to say uh not not end and i think they, they they're stored across but there maybe is like six of them in a box Hmm, what are they called? Uh, they're just called pastry strips, I think. Mm. Pastry. They're not shells either. They're just pastry. You could use them for pigs in a blanket dough. or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're just called pastry dough, I believe. Okay. 
And um, they also have cream puff um, oh. um, crusts that are the same thing. Well, anyway, you take one of these pie um, crusts and you... Um, Sounds like puff pastry. That's kind of what they are. So the first thing you do is brown up your sausage, you know, actually cook it. And um, you can, you know, nowadays they've got turkey, ground turkey sausage, or I guess what you could use it with whatever sausage you want. But when I did it, I just took sausage and some seasonings and browned everything up. And then I... Ground, though? Ground, ground sausage? Ground. Okay. Ground. Oh. Bulk, like bulk sausage, right. Okay. And then I would place it in the middle of these pastry and roll them up. And they you kind of make them a little flat. So they were probably mm -hmm. maybe three inches round or something like that. You know, seal them in the ends them and all that. Ends, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Put them in the oven at 350 for, oh, maybe 18 to 20 minutes. And you got this great appetizer that you can, mm. that you can have. Now, my dad was a real appetizer fan, and he saw these come out of the oven, and he happened to be just headed for the kitchen at that time. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> he, he didn't come out of there once, I don't think, to breathe. <laughs> um, very interesting little thing. Now um, I'm going to elaborate just a little bit uh, on the other one of my favorites. And you can use this as holiday or not holiday because they go anytime and you can always invite us over because we're like, you know, we don't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what they are is these are a little bit more elaborate. What you do is you get um, more sausage and they could be Italian bulk or it can be uh, maple bulk and this is all bulk mm -hmm. it comes in a tube mm -hmm. comes frozen usually <clears throat> and you brown it up and while it's browning you want to drain the grease off uh add some onion to it and the secret ingredients is you uh, add a um, little salt and pepper but the secret ingredients is ground uh or chopped rather apple oh man oh that sounds so good you know when you were telling me about that i thought i have had breakfast pizza mm -hmm. that somebody made yep. and it had apple and sausage mm -hmm. yeah oh it's kind of the same thing well once that's all browned up you then take a block well i guess is it eight ounces or 12 i can't remember that's just a normal box of cream cheese oh yeah that's eight ounces eight ounces, usually. Eight yeah. ounce package of cream cheese mm -hmm. and you drop it right into the hot mix and i'm uh not proud enough <laughs> to, to mix everything up with my hands. Uh, yeah, and it's it fun. turns up it turns into this creamy, wonderful filling that you take crescent dough that you get okay. out of a can as uh -huh. well. Yeah, yeah, like Pillsbury or whatever, and you just put them into their triangles and drop some of this filling in them and roll them up and bake them at three fifty for twenty minutes. Uh, and we get about what eight, uh, eight mm. of these things. So they're a good size. They're, Those are good. good Those size. sound good. Oh, yeah. Wow. Tremendous. Oh. And if you don't want to put sausage in them, if you can put, uh, you can turn them into a whole vegetarian thing. I'm sure, but yeah, you could. But honestly, could. they're so good. That does sound good with the sausage and with the apple and all that. Oh, and the onions. Yum. And, and uh, you could put apple in those other things with the pie dough. Oh, of course you could. And pie and sausage. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that the, sounds really, really good. It's just that the first time I tried them, I didn't uh, do any apple or anything with them. I just, and those crescent rolls are some of the better ones, in my opinion, of mean, those. You mean the Pillsbury's? Yeah. Yeah. Those cre the crescent ones. Mm -hmm. the. 
um, they, you know, they, they still can get a little, they have that flakiness to them. The only thing I always felt like once you get them out of the can, it's kind of interesting to find where they divide and all of that. Um, and you really have to kind of try and hurry up because yep. the more you play with a dough, the sillier it becomes That's to true. work yep. with. <laughs> it's, and it's not as fun as silly putty. Oh, no, because <laughs> you're worried they aren't going to turn out. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bread, yeah, it's interesting. Pie dough and biscuit dough like that, you have to work fast. Uh, bread dough, you can play with it a lot longer, mm -hmm. but uh, pie dough and those kinds of biscuit uh, you need to get going quickly. Mm -hmm. Yes, you not do. Hand, not overly handle. Right. And uh, don't try it unless you're confident working with dough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, you, well, you can do it. Yeah, sure. And so what if they're not all the same size or perfect in shape? You know, if you get going with it and you just figure, well, okay, I got it. You know, and what what you want to do is take one end of it and start to roll it, and you know, just kind of bring bring the rest of it mm -hmm. into the equation, and then you kind of turn it turn it all in so that it's curved a little bit. And if they're not all perfect, don't worry about it because they're going to taste great. Never once have I been told, "Oh, I don't think I'm going to eat this because it's not perfectly uniform." Oh. Oh, <laughs> I've never <man>. heard that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, so let's hear about your Well, I want to talk about pudding because yeah. it's kind of funny to me, but this is a memory that I have. You know, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, the pudding that I knew as a child was instant pudding. It was creamy. Mm -hmm. And so I think I was two on one Christmas, and they said, well, they were asking everyone, do you want apple pie or do you want pudding? And I said, oh, I want pudding. Well, all of a sudden I had a plate, and there was this hot, round slab on my plate, and then there was this creamy something next to it, and I tasted the creamy something next to it, and I thought, Oh, that's the pudding. And then I touched this hot round slab and I said, I don't want that. That's a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that was the pudding. It is, uh, in some recipes, it's called English pudding. In some, I've seen it called plum pudding. And there may be a slight difference in ingredient because there's no, there are no plums in this. And the creamy uh, kind of thing next to that was the hard sauce and so the idea is that this is a steamed pudding that is kind of like a hot cake and the the hard sauce is put on it uh to melt but it the hard sauce is cold and the pudding is warm have you ever eaten a pudding like that I have not. Well, it's it's sometimes called English pudding. It's sometimes called plum pudding, even though there are no plums in this. But there may be recipes that have plums in them. And then there is figgy pudding that we sing about, you know, when we say, oh, bring me some figgy pudding, um, you know, in that uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. Oh, bring me some figgy pudding. It's often... Uh, I've heard I've asked people what's figgy pudding and they said oh it's it's kind of like that plum pudding or English pudding. I have some containers that were passed down to me that are 
metal kind of uh, metal cylinders with uh, secure fitting tops to them. And my there was a set of three. One ended up getting lost. I still have two of them. But this recipe actually worked with all three. And so when I've made it, I've actually taken a coffee can and used it and uh, put uh, aluminum foil over the top. But another thing that really helps is to line them with uh, a parchment paper or um, some w- some kind of non-stick. You could you could grease them, but you're going to want this this um, cake-like pudding to be able to pop out. And you're going to fill them only. I think it's half full. I'll see here in a minute. But um, yeah, you're going to fill them. Yeah, half full. Um, and if you fill it too full, they will overflow. So, okay. Uh, to make this, you want one half cup of butter and one cup of molasses, a cup of milk, three and a half cups of flour. And I think you could use gluten-free or, um, all purpose, or you could even maybe use uh, half whole wheat and half all purpose, a teaspoon of baking soda a teaspoon of nutmeg, a teaspoon of clove, a teaspoon of cinnamon. And then this says a cup of chopped raisins. You could use other kinds of uh, fruits if you wanted, and that's probably where maybe they've used pieces of plum or other kinds of fruits, even bits of orange or something, um, dried, dried fruit probably. Mix together thoroughly and half fill these containers and cover them and steam for three hours. So you're going to put a, a couple inches of water in your pot. I usually use a Dutch oven and then put these containers in there and um, just steam. And oh, so then there's a hard sauce. And you, I have bought this hard sauce and a lot of people have brandy in their hard sauce. Um, but this is not, yeah, this, this one is the one we have used forever and a day in the family. And my sister and I used to eat it by the spoonful, half a cup of softened butter, a cup of powdered sugar and two teaspoons of vanilla. And we would double that hard sauce recipe, by the way, so that it would end up being a cup of butter and two cups of powdered sugar, and four teaspoons of vanilla. So you mix that thoroughly, and if you want, you can beat in an egg white. We didn't do that. but um, It's almost a meringue. like. Well, thing. if a meringue, it would be just egg white yeah, and, and sugar, sugar, not the powdered sugar, yeah. and not the, not the um, you could add vanilla. Um, but a meringue doesn't even have butter in it. It's like a butter. It's like a buttercream frosting. You should have just said, "Nope, it is not like meringue at all." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> but when I was little, I mean that that hard sauce. I thought that was the pudding, and it was. It is so. When my sister and I have made that over the years, we would just eat it as we were making it, and we used to have so much left over that we put it on top of apple pie. We used it to frost some of our Christmas cookies. Um, mm. But the hard sauce, you put it back in the refrigerator after you've made that, it does harden. 
and you always have the the English pudding hot. Like even when it's leftovers, you have it heated, so you would actually re-steam it again. I can remember that my I would think, wow, that takes so long, but uh, you have it hot and you put the hard sauce over it. Oh my God, is that how good. do you reheat it then? Uh, still steaming right. it in uh, a, like for how long would you say? Oh, yeah. until it and just until it gets hot. Okay. You know, it, yeah. it might. It takes. I mean, it does take a while to reheat it. And I remember as a kid feeling, you know, like there was no shortcut that we know of back then for making Jello, and um, there was you know no shortcut for heating this up. Mm-hmm. You could probably take a slab and heat it up in the microwave, but I, you know, I I yeah. just don't think I would want to do that. But it's like it's like a cake, you know. You can tell with the molasses in it. You probably could add nuts. Um, I was it's just going to say that if it's steamed like that, it would almost be like a uh, uh, kind of like a <laughs> like a gingered dumpling almost, but not really. But I mean, with steam, it makes me think it would be a dumpling-like thing. But it's like a cake because it is. It does have a top on it, uh-huh. you know, with the foil sure. or the top of the container. And oh, I'm going to have to try that. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to try that. I, I think that would be great. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. And I mean, it, you know, it really takes me, it takes me back. But I, you know, we hear all these Christmas songs about Christmas pudding. And, you know, I'm thinking most puddings are like that sauce, but then there is bread pudding. Mm-hmm. I don't I care bread. for bread well, pudding. I, I, I like, you? yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, it depends on, I guess, um I like rice pudding and oh right yeah, yeah that's true so mm-hmm. I, I like that so I, I like you would love the, this it is very rich but oh, oh you know I mean it's worth a a once a year kind of something you know yeah I can feel my arteries hardening just mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <think about> it. <laughs> I may have to make it again this year it's been a while and um, not everybody you know. Not everybody wants it, you know. It's 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 one of those things where I sometimes have wished, have thought about just making a smaller thing of it because it is a lot, you know. Because once you take it out of the cylinder, then you slice it. That's where it would be really great to have one of those knives with the guide because yeah. you basically are slicing it, and that's why when it was on my plate as a kid, I thought it was a burger. Oh, that's that's funny. <laughs> Now, here's a thing that I like really well. A lot of people, um, they say you are what you eat, so here we go. <laughs> are you I, a fruitcake? Yep, I, I love fruitcakes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> See how easily she was led into that? <laughs> and, you know, I like fruitcake if it's more cake, but if it's just tons of fruit and I don't know. I've never, you know, there's diff- there are different kinds of fruitcake. When I was a kid, fruitcakes that I knew of came in this hard plastic round tin like thing. It wasn't a tin, but it was shaped like a tin, only it was hard plastic and had decorations on it. And it was not good. But if you were at one time to order from, oh, and I don't know the names of people online. I just can't think of them right offhand. But, you know, if you go look up fruitcakes. <laughs> <laughs> you might find you'll, one by the, the you'll, big R. <laughs> you'll find the big R on Twitter. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, if you if you look up <laughs> fruitcakes, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> You'll find the wool wacky witch hazel. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you will actually find some great fruitcakes out there. You know, you really will. Yeah, I've occasionally tasted one, but they've had a horrible reputation. Oh, they and I, sure, yeah, yeah, and and they've and they've been kind of an unpopular gift. But the thing that I always thought was interesting was you start one like right around the holidays for the next year, don't you? Mm, you could. You, when you yes, make them? Yes, you sure do. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fascinating. Yeah. That, uh, that's really neat. It's like a friendship cake sort of. Yeah. Kinda. Oh, that friendship bread. Oh, yeah. Have you ever made that? I never have, but I've... Uh, oh, I used to make that. Uh, yeah, well... That was fun. I, I've i never made it, but I've I've had it from... My former work. Oh, you didn't it was, like it? Oh, I loved it. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's like a coffee cake. And oh, it's really, I, I had fun making that and giving that away. And, I love and, coffee cake. and. Oh, you know. my God. Oh, if I got a recipe, I got to get out. Okay. Oh, man. Well, mm-hmm. if you look up Costco, if you if you go to Costco, if you have Costco's or, yep. or, or whatever, mm-hmm. they have great fruit cakes. Now, my dad hmm. gave me, uh, every year he would give me a two-pounder. That was huge. Oh, was my goodness. A big loaf of a fruit wow. cake. And it had... Oh my God! You know, huge, big nuts, and I—I, I, mm. you know, if you weren't careful, you could break your teeth. I mean, wow. it's not that it was hard, but it was so full of good things. You know what I mean? Mm. So they make good ones and they make bad yeah. ones. So my sister makes an incredible rum cake. I, I just, you know, I, I like have, your sister. <laughs> I know way. it. I know it. She if really does. Somebody, make anybody a great wants to make cake. me a rum cake? Oh my lord! My was friends, that good. yeah. Oh. Mm. I've had two two of the cakes that I've had rum a rum cake that was made at work. I'm trying to remember the. Oh right, it was a, a German chocolate cake, the best I ever had, and it was from a delicatessen. At that time, I paid fifteen dollars for a cake, and I thought, my God, that's expensive. Well, you know, some of the cakes on QVC are like forty, fifty bucks now. Mm-hmm. And uh, HSN, I'm sure too. Yeah. But the German chocolate I had from this deli was just—I don't know what they did to it, but it was just delightful. And I we used to give it as uh, Christmas gifts. So mm. remember, you know, you can certainly give fruit cakes or any kind of good cakes for Christmas. They all oh, and serve their cheese. purpose. Cheesecakes. Oh, oh yeah. or cheese wheels. Cheel, cheese, cheese wheels. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, when there are some horrible cheeses that get sent out as gifts that are just filler processed not very good but every now and then yeah. somebody will send oh the people i don't one. like you know i send them <laughs> i send them cheese whiz oh <laughs> it's a good thing i like everybody isn't it <laughs> if you get cheese whiz from randy you'll know huh <laughs> oh it's so oh awful. but those some of those cheeses out there though that have you know they're wonderful some of those and some of the oh and oh the chocolate covered pretzels and things like that i want to tell you now that you're talking about that just i just finished a landy's pretzel now have you ever had landy's chocolate covered pretzels i don't think so i don't know if i have or not well, the one I just had was filled with peanut butter and chocolate. Oh, my goodness. And it okay. was covered with peanuts. Mm. And mm. they make an assortment, a big box. And I got these from QVC. They're called Landy's Pretzels. And uh, mm. they were, some of them had a sea salt <clears throat> and chocolate. There was one company, and I've had them a couple of times at 
different places, but I never learned who it was that made them. But they were chocolate-covered pretzels in each one in its own little bag. Yep, exactly. This is what I'm saying. Oh, and they're Landy's? Oh. The ones that I'm telling you with had okay. little – there's a huge box of them. And they were each <laughs> in their individual bags. Yep, and they were an assortment of them. So I'd have a cup of coffee and do a little reading or whatever. Yeah. Just like, oh, you know, there's just nothing better than one of those Landy's pretzels. Oh, I can't think of anything more here. Okay. Do we know what so, we want to talk about next week? I don't think we have two more shows until Thanksgiving, do we? Uh, no, next week will be the 21st. And Thanksgiving. So that, yeah, is the 26th. Well, we better... You want to do main meat? Yeah, next week's next week rather we'll be doing main dishes, Me- main menu, main, <laughs> <laughs> main menu dishes. <laughs> yeah, well, don't you have any turkeys on main menu now? <laughs> no, we, we certainly that'd be three strikes against us, huh? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, we'll do our we'll do our main dishes, guys, next week. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. You know, we still have time even, you know, to do more before Christmas. We have oh, yeah. uh, side dishes. We can, um, you know, because we used to have turkey for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then we kind of got away from it. Some people still do, and some people don't. And we would always have a roast for New Year's. So there's lots and lots to, you know, to talk about. We'll get into all that on our yeah. New Year's shows and stuff, so. Okay. Well, guys, oh, soundbite. Soundbite. Oh, oh my gosh. Soundbite. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's time for Soundbite. Bite. 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 <laughs> so, since you like to ask questions... I'm going to ask you one. Oh, a little trivia. Soundbite. Yes, sound you, bite, like, bite, bite, you bite always like to ask, you know, how would you do this? How would you easily get all of that out of that can? Since we're the same age, I would uh, probably think that we've both learned how to do this a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> by playing around with just about every kind of implement you could uh, imagine. And this is how I do it. Okay. I use a... Uh, nowadays I use lid lifters, but now, uh, you know, in those days when we didn't, I used to cut my hands all, or, you know, almost, I'd have to be so careful. But what I do is use a can opener and open both ends and just shove mm-hmm. the cylinder. I, of it. That's still what I do. Yeah. I take one lid off and I, I, um. Push it through scrape, with the other I lid. Scrape it, scrape it off yeah. on, on the can. Then I turn it over. Mm-hmm on that on that lid and leave it kind of placed on there so that it doesn't go all over the counter. Yep. Or I put it on the paper plate, take off the other lid, mm-hmm. and then I put one the other lid that was on the bottom on top of the other lid and I yep. push them both through. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've been doing that for many years. <clears throat> You'd be surprised how many people use a spoon and you know are frustrated trying to get it all out. I mean, anybody that would pour cream of wheat and use that as a scrubbing agent on a floor. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mean, it makes for good Braille, you know. You you can do some really good reading with your feet. 
Yes, this little piggy stories, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks for that tip. That's a really good one because that's what I've done for a long time, and I, I really enjoy uh, getting the tomato paste out. I heard that you can get uh, tomato paste in a tube, but I've never seen I've it. I've never seen it either. I've heard this, though, on the Food Network, but I have never yeah. found it that way. But Well, I scoop peanut butter out of the jars with my hands. Um, oh, yeah. And it gets down to the... Yeah, I don't leave mm-hmm. uh, no nut unturned, no. especially a hazelnut. <laughs> <laughs> I get in there and get every bit. That's I, I right. do that with oh, everything. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, why waste it? You yep. know, pay good money. Why for waste it? it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Before we run, I'd like to give you my recipe: corn pudding. Ingredients: one box of Jiffy corn mix, eight ounces of sour cream, half cup oil, one can of whole kernel corn drained, one can of cream corn, just a pinch of sugar to taste, two eggs. Here's how you do it. Mix all ingredients well. Bake in a 350 degree oven for one hour or until knife comes out clean. Sometimes I like to put a little Parmesan cheese on top before putting it into the oven. Sometimes I put crushed cracker crumbs on the top before baking. It can be yours. Make it your own, however you want. Try experimenting a little bit. And I want to tell you guys, it's so good. Especially over the holidays, your family will just eat it up. It's good for a side dish to go with turkey, chicken. Goes great with pork chops, roast beef. Or you can just, like, you know, sneak into the fridge and heat it up and have it as a midnight snack. Oh, it's good. One of my favorites. Hey, by the way, do you want to have us as a podcast? Well, just do a search on your favorite podcatcher for Cooking with the Hazelnuts and have it downloaded straight to your device automagically. Guys, it's been great being with you again. It certainly has. And I hope you've it's been great. got some of these really good tips. And I'm probably going to take the, the pudding recipe and... Uh, put it out there on the um, the friends and the announce list. Oh, great. Yeah, because I think uh, it's easier than trying to copy it down. Well, People would rather have it in writing because then they, yeah, I mean, it's easier. Yep. So, it really yeah. is. Okay, guys, take it easy. And we'll right. be back with you next week for meats and dishes and all kinds of good stuff. All kinds of good stuff, yeah. Thank you for joining the Hazelnuts for another holiday special. We'll see you next week for meats and other great things. Uh, I just want to let you know Debbie has something special to tell you before we leave. Debbie, go ahead. Gobble, gobble, gobble. I couldn't have said it better myself. Happy holidays, everybody, from us to you all. Bye now. Oh, (laughs) you've just listened to show number 18. Forgot to mention that. See you on 19th.